Welcome to Full Carts, a podcast, the podcast about shopping experiences. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. I'm here. You are here. And today we are talking about Old Navy, the Old Navy shopping experience. Okay. I do have a relationship with Old Navy that goes pretty far back. They opened, I think in 1994. It was a brainchild of Mickey Drexler, you know, who went on to run J. Crew. So huge. This is a whole other podcast about Mickey Drexler's influence on the retail landscape in America over the last 30 years. Looks very different without him. Yeah. And now his kid runs Alex Mill. The original idea for this podcast was actually just going to be about Mickey Drexler and his influence on the retail landscape of the 90s and 2000s. Oh, Mickey, You're So Fine was one of our working titles. Hey, Mickey was another one. Speaking of working titles, is that a good transition? Do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about old the inception of Old Navy? <laughs> do, yes. Uh, so it was originally going to be a Gap outlet. I think maybe it was. And they decided, oh, we should make this a different store, like a sort of like lower price, more fun version of the Gap. And they were going to call it, well, I thought they were going to call it monorail and forklift, but right. apparently, but, and I had to read it 10 times, I think, <laughs> but then I realized, oh, and I was like looking at different websites. It's not that much, but they're, oh, Mickey didn't like the names, but then I had to figure out, he didn't like the names monorail or forklift for this new lower price offshoot of Gap. And so decided on Old Navy, which were two words he saw on buildings in Paris. I feel like that would be a good scene in the... We're also working on a Mickey Drexler screenplay. <laughs> Call us. Uh, it is it is weird that the words were in English. Like he went to Paris to find some <laughs> English words on buildings, or or was it those words but it meant something else? It has like a different meaning. That would be interesting. Like what the actual meaning in French is something totally different. It's interesting that individually, at least bad names. They sound like, you know, tech names, like Forklift. That's like some app or something. Monorail obviously exists. I don't know what that, either of those companies are, but somebody in Silicon Valley has snapped those names up. But if you combine them, then they do sound like kind of 2010s Brooklyn boutiques, right? So is that an interesting thing? If you take any two tech names but then combine them? Because Monorail and Forklift, I definitely, like, did not get a $17 avocado toast there or whatever. You did. I didn't, but I saw it and was okay, like, you, oh, monorail and forklift. Know. Yeah, a brunch place I do not need to go to. Well, the line was too long. But I did think of a few others, and I even tried to do some artificial intelligence names, and I did get one word that I thought were usable, and I just did it twice. I could have maybe refined my search a little bit, but... As competitor again, but this wasn't. It was never actually going to be monorail and forklift. But I thought of um seed pod and mallet might work, tractor and loom, which actually might work, and hoverfield and quarry. Quarry was the one word that AI suggested that I thought could be useful in this exercise. Interesting. Wait, so the <laughs> the first two were just your own your own yeah creations. seed pod and mallet. Yeah, that's all me. That is tractor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. The point is, Old Navy opened up a flagship in New York on 18th and 6th, where TJ Maxx is or was, and where Bed Bath & Beyond, may its memory be a blessing, was. It's yeah. really that really beautiful building. And there's a big story. Uh, we'll put a link to it on the show page once we get one of those. In the Times, I talked about the 
there's like New York, uh, the Gap's fun sibling is coming to New York. And this was in November of 95. And I had a t-shirt. This must have been 96 because I had a happy first birthday Old Navy t-shirt that I had for years and was so prized. Like, I don't even know how to prize t-shirts like I did back then. And it was huge because all t-shirts were huge. That was, you know, it was very easy to give away XL or XXL because in the mid-90s, you just, everybody, it would either fit you or be big on you, which was considered fitting. So exactly. it was perfect. And it was just like the right shade of navy and had a birthday cake on it and said happy birthday in orange and really beloved for years. And that I didn't, I remembered it being cool, but this article reminded me of how cool it was. It was really themey. They had sweaters shrink wrapped, like you were buying meat at a grocery store, like with a styrofoam bottom and a piece of plastic over it. And jeans were hung from old railroad ties. And there was a lunch counter that sold peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I remember, I think I remember a giant gumball machine that maybe had gumballs or maybe had bouncy balls. But I remember thinking like, wow, they're like really thinking this is fun. Yeah, it was like a true flagship, I guess. Yes. And I think this was a concept. Like, I did, And then they had, even like through the 90s, like they tried these lunch counters. They're like, all right, we'll have sandwiches too. Like even before there was this like terror of online shopping the idea of like we need to do something to make it more worth your while to come in give people a reason yeah uh, there were 11 111 old navy stores back then in 95 they're over 1100 now but because i'm so bad at math on my little note sheet i wrote there are over 11,000 old navy stores now but as i was mentioning that beforehand yeah. you're like that can't be right that would be an old navy in like every town with more than seven thousand people in america yeah i was theorizing that it was like a black mirror thing where there's like there's one town somewhere where every <laughs> store is an old navy you have to get everything any different thing there you get at the old navy so we went to the downtown brooklyn old navy and on a uh Tuesday afternoon. I don't know that it was a Tuesday. Wednesday afternoon? A weekday afternoon. Friday. It was a Friday, which is kind of a transition day afternoon. What were your, what were you thinking initially? Initial thoughts? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I, to me, Old Navy, like you said, it was previously like Gap Warehouse. That was what, they had like an existing store and then they changed the name to Old Navy, but they were like the outlet stores and I think of those stores as being like part of the experience to me of those stores is like how big they are and you go in and it's like, it is like a warehouse. It's like they have tons of stock and they have everything. And to me, that's part of like the clothing shopping experience of that style of store. But wait, do you want to be, you're talking, you want it to be like a true warehouse where it's maybe a little bit disorganized and there may be overruns or returns things that like, Oh, these are not fit for, no, I Standard. just I just mean in terms of like the space, the space itself and like okay. the layout and that it's just like very uh it's they're like large stores. You want it to be a functioning warehouse where you were actually dodging forklifts and you have that <laughs> forklift beeping sound. Yeah, and then a monorail just goes by <laughs> carrying customers and cargo. There's like separate ones. <laughs> a people mover. Um is this the first store with the in, inside people mover um but oh yeah i thought i don't know it's breezy there's a lot of space so did you think this didn't have that because it is a big store it's big by new york standards yes but it's not big by 
like Midwestern standards. So I, I to, to me and just like because that's where I was living, I guess in the '90s. Like to me, those style of stores when when Old Navy started, um, part of at least my like sense or my memory of them of that experience is like the vastness of the store. Okay, and you're just like they have so much stuff. Um, this isn't quite like that because it's like this feels like not a flagship type experience. Right. And this one isn't supposed to be. Right, right, right. There is a flagship, which we should at some point, yeah, like, we'll I mean, maybe like a year, we'll circle back and yeah, we'll check visit, it go to, I think it's on 34th Street. And it's, I think it's paired with a gap. Yeah. So this feels like the, not necessarily the full, full Old Navy experience, but a condensed. A little condensed, but big for New York. I thought it seemed pretty, like overall, just like clean. A lot of space. It felt like there was a lot of merchandise, but it didn't feel crowded with merchandise. There wasn't a lot of voice to it. Like, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm in a place. It's like they had concrete floors, and it wasn't necessarily, like, off-putting, but it wasn't saying anything too specific Yeah, in yeah. the architecture or the way it was set up or laid out. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I liked, I thought it felt like a, and it may just be because the 90s are back in every way, but, like, the style of a lot of the stuff that they were selling right now felt like a throwback to those kind of like like you're saying not necessarily oversized but some stuff more oversized than maybe the last 10 years and then like those sort of like fleece pullovers that are like jackets it's like between a sweatshirt oh, and, and a the jacket. ones that had like cool like i think they had like mooses yeah exactly meat going at me mooses uh, there's like a bear. We and were a good. The, one of the landscape. original ideas for the podcast was just plural pronunciations. Yeah. Like of moose and meese. Okay. So yes, the ones with the like moose, a sort of winter theme, not like specific holiday, but kind of that intensely graphic. Exactly. Like they look like it might be like when they gave Alaska a stamp. Yeah. Like that, that type of thing. And the, the pattern are, it tends to be simple. Like it's almost like a impression of, of, pattern that could be on a sweater even though it's not actually a sweater like it's not stitched but right right i do like that aesthetic yeah i don't yeah, know yeah. if i can pull it like i'm like i'm easing towards being convinced i can pull it off <laughs> i am drawn to it yeah yeah i find it appealing and i and i don't know if it's just nostalgia and i don't even know if they used to sell those in the 90s but they feel like products right. from the 90s makes sense me. and also you mentioned when we were there, you talked about there were these mannequins looming over the store. And you thought they were almost quasi-religious, but dad icons. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's definitely a lot they, of dad. And maybe beleaguered dad is a voice, beleaguered parent. There was a lot of dad style. Yeah. But it, weirdly, it didn't seem to me to be, like, marketed to dads. Like, the, uh, I mean, it's hard to put an age on a mannequin necessarily. But, yeah, you kind of can. Anyway, it was a lot of, I don't know if it was seasonal. But there was definitely a lot of, like, flannel with a vest over it and with khakis are these for teens cosplaying dads or dads being dads you're saying yeah and it was hard to tell because when we got when we made our way back towards like the youth section they had the youth mannequins and they (laughs) they had the same exact outfits yeah there's definitely a lot of crossover you can get a lot of the same and we'll talk more about t-shirts later the same pokemon or mario gear or if not same very similar graphics in kid and adult versions and they do have some family matching stuff where you get like the same outfit for all ages there's definitely a collapse between the nostalgia for current dads in their 30s or 40s or 50s and then the stuff for their kids yeah yes and did you see well you held up one dad joke shirt that said don't trust atoms or was it don't trust molecules 
They make up everything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't trust Adams. <laughs> and did you see there was another one that just said dad jokes? And that was it. Yes. It said dad jokes. Like, and then I'm just trying to, I'm like, is that just, was it kind of a TK situation? Okay. Just put dad jokes until somebody comes up with a dad joke and we'll put it on or. I, did, I missed that one. That's interesting. And I was thinking, is it, then I was like, is it subject verb? Is it like dad jokes? Mm. I mean, I don't know how that makes it more like valid as a t-shirt slogan. As we're talking about it, I'm more and more thinking, okay, I should order this. Yeah. Maybe that, yeah, maybe it could use a little punctuation. Yeah, and, and that's that's a, that is interesting because it's like, is it like a meta dad joke? That's sort of a non dad joke. So I don't know. It's very confusing. But that does lead us into the T-shirt selection, which is one of the things I think of as Old Navy uh, Four. They have a lot of T-shirts, and I have a few. I've gotten. A, I had a cool Flintstones one that I got there. Did I did I send you that picture of somebody of a family dressed as the Flintstones? I did today, yes. right? Okay, yeah. that was pretty good. Like people really brought it. We're recording this right around Halloween, and yeah, that was well done. This was yeah, just Halloween pre-Halloween weekend, and people were in the great full family like people Pebbles, are into it this year. Wilma, Fred, I went to the um the dog the great pumpkin. Have you ever been to that? No, it's like the dog. in the East Village. Not that one. It's the Brooklyn. It's in Fort Greene Park. It's it's the same thing though. Okay, people come with their dogs dressed up, mm-hmm. and they're also dressed up. Yeah, it's uh, like getting quite big. There were like a hundred contestants all right sweet i uh so yes i've had i have a u.s postal service shirt that i got at old navy that had was sort of lost behind a dresser drawer but now i have recently recovered i think i may have had tom and jerry shirts they have the licensed ones right with all those characters plus the unlicensed where stuff like dad jokes or just sort of graphics of trees or the season and one thing from that's stuck out to me with t-shirts but also everything was how and we're here in october how holiday themed everything was there were a few things that were like tons of christmas stuff like for the t-shirts like even if it's a simpsons shirt there were a few non-holiday ones but it would be like oh here's homer with like a beer tree there was the grinch like so a lot of characters but relating to the holidays somehow yeah. I don't know if this is like, because to me it's like, oh, this really limits the season then that you're going to wear it. I mean, you can wear them year-round, but there's a little disconnect. It was weird. It was, the, it was because this is, we, we're visiting right before Halloween. I know everyone complains about Christmas stuff coming before Halloween in all aspects of their life, but it does feel, it was, it was early enough that you were like, is that, a mis- is that just happening now or is this, maybe the Christmas stuff is permanent, permanent Christmas I don't know if that's the the. Uh, we, do you want to talk about the ads at all? Do you remember Morgan Fairchild was like the? I feel like a lot of the Old Navy ads were very Christmassy. Do they have like yes. a history well, with this? Well, I think so. I think there is a tradition. Yes, of a holiday commercial, which is a thing that I kind of look forward to. Like once I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah. it's definitely not a commercial that I'm like, oh commercials or fast forward. It's like, oh yeah, what is Old Navy like? Who is the celebrity that occupies this space? That I'm supposed to think about in this way. Like last year was Jennifer Coolidge. That makes sense. And Natasha Leone this year. Where that even if it's not like it's more confusing to me. Really? Well, I mean I mean if the category is Morgan Fairchild, Jennifer Coolidge, Natasha Leone seems to be the one that maybe doesn't fit in that group, but not that she can't be a good old navy spokesperson. She can uh-huh. totally. She can. But the one that was well, I sent you a link to this one, the vacation. Because there's a lot of also vacation, like National Lampoon Vacation, if not 
specifically that seem to reference it obliquely, like shirts with a station wagon and the Christmas tree on top. Yeah. That isn't like that's labeled, but um, there was a really cool ad that referenced vacation. Yes, the wood panel station wagon. Definitely. That referenced, oh, the ad that had Chevy Chase. It had the cast of vacation and made fun of the idea of the different Rusty and Audrey's, the actors that played them. And it was generally a funny 30-second take on that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, that's interesting. I, d- I, I hadn't connected the dots between the fact that that was part of their ad campaign and their merchandise. But do, do you think they're selling merchandise so it connects back with their ad campaign? I don't no, know. No, I think this was... Yeah, separate. No, but, like, but the idea that like, oh, they're known for their Christmas ads, although they do also have 4th of July shirts every year. Okay. And it's like a deal. I remember before it was maybe like four or something. Like it might even have a price that like has to do with, I had to figure, it's going to take me like 10 minutes to figure out July, January, February, March, but like some <laughs> price that like um, $4 maybe we'll say like yeah. it was July 4th or something like that. But they would have a shirt that had like a firecracker on it. So each year sort of like, oh, what's the holiday ad going to be? What's, what's the graphic for the 4th of July shirt going to be? And I had a few of those that I was into early aughts. There were shirts that I li- I saw online that they didn't have because, right, it's a pretty big store, at least a not huge, huge, but they don't have room for everything. And it was such a th- thick holiday edit that there were ones online, like a Simpsons shirt was just the family with a orange and red line around them on a cream white t-shirt. That was like, okay, I would wear that. And a really nice Coors shirt that had a soft green color that I was into. And I was like, oh, those are ones that I would consider getting, but... They did not have those in the store. So I'm trying to think, like, what's the advantage of coming here rather than going online? Yeah, that's a good question. I That's interesting. Well, as a, I, I should ask you that. As a long-term, as a long-time, you know, Simpsons, like, it's been a big part of your life. How do you feel about that merchandise now? Like, the wide availability of it? Because you would wear that. I think so, yes. Okay. Well, and the weird thing is, my older kid who's 10 is just sort of at the age of like, oh, I don't want a sweatshirt with like a cartoon character on it. Whereas I'm just like, oh, I want a sweatshirt with a cartoon character on it. I want to like achieve this youthfulness where he wants to sort of like emerge beyond it a little bit. Yeah, be a little more grown up. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to do my bit now about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'm, the crowd <laughs> is waiting for this. I'm psyched. The crowd's waiting. Uh, well, I see that was interesting because I, to me, I, when I saw the, the, they have the Homer backing into the hedge which almost seems like more of a meme shirt than a Simpsons reference. Like it for, I feel like right. people doing it, it's like, oh, it's just a meme. It's referencing the Simpsons meme, so you don't even need to even necessarily know the Simpsons to get that or participate in that. But but definitely the shirt is referencing the meme, not the show, which felt weird to me. And I I I don't have any Simpsons gear, but um, having grown up in that time where you had to get the ones where it was like clearly like an amateur artist drawing drawing bart folk art yeah 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 the folk art bart um to me that is the genuine article like if it's not a bootleg simpson shirt that is not the real deal right if there is a certificate of authenticity that actually inauthenticates the merchandise (laughs) inauthenticates it absolutely yeah i feel like i would have trouble owning Simpsons merchandise that was officially licensed. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, I think that's pretty genius. And I was trying to think of some way to bounce off of that. Like, oh, like this other thing that also is more authentic when it's inauthentic. 
but I couldn't think of one. I was just thinking of the Calvin, you know, Calvin and Hobbes famously didn't license, and, you know, Bill Watterson didn't license anything for yes. no mugs, no shirts. But those decals of Calvin urinating yeah. on like Ford or Chevy or whatever, Calvin urinating on himself, like these weird, none <laughs> of those, obviously, but it would have been funny if he only licensed Calvin urinating <laughs> their stickers. That but was it, be, it was like really a pre-meme, like it was a meme before there were memes. No, definitely. I mean, that was like an Obi-Wan situation, like he by by striking down any possible licensing deal, he only made <laughs> peeing Calvin stronger. So. Even the under, well, I guess this is the thing that's happened recently where there's so much, and does this make sense to you? The underwear was mostly themed, like a lot of Christmas underwear. And also there's some Halloween stuff left, but where they're pretty close to the holidays, so there wasn't too much. But you get some, maybe there's some candy corn in my head, if not actually in the place, boxers, candy cane boxers, right? Stuff like that. Santa socks. I think that makes sense, though. To me, that's not... I feel like a lot of people... Uh, that's, like, very gifty, you know? Okay. So okay. it's, like, stocking stuffer type thing. But so then if like, you get it that day, you'd want to maybe wear it for all of December. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> like, if somebody gave you... Like, or yeah. do you think at twice about, like, oh, I wear this for the season? Or it's just it's fine to wear Christmas underwear in July? Yeah, I think it's fine. I don't think there's that much thought. I think these are meant to be... A little disposable, like it exists to be given as a gift, not actually to be used. Okay, I do have a pair of boxers. I think it's sort of like vaguely Easter theme, or it's just like chicks hatching. But I just think, oh, it's just like green and yellow and white and got nice colors, and it's not too overt. I think chicks can hatch in any season. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I assume so. The one there were some boxer briefs I liked that I, I would have. I don't think eggs is seasonal. No. Yeah, that's okay. a year-round thing. You know, like some fish, maybe. You know, right, there are certain spawning seasons, like there are certain... Definitely. I don't, okay, but yeah. we're saying no, right? Because there are all sorts of fake sun lamps. Yeah. Or the sun lamps are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And chickens are very... Uh, they're easy to manipulate in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I read about this. Like if uh, in the chicken warehouses, like if you turn the lights out, they, they, they literally just fall asleep, like instantly. I wish that I could do that. Yes. <laughs> Right. Be like a chicken. Maybe this could be your inspirational sleep guide. Yeah. I thought the, okay, sweatshirt. There was a chillin' as an example. I just wrote down uh, chillin' with my nomies was one of the pun Christmas t-shirts, which brings together the dad and the seasonal, as well as the vacation stuff. Yeah. The sweatshirts were pretty good. Oh, things that, uh, things I think they do well. The underwear. Uh, not underwear. They do do underwear well. Pajamas. Like plaid pajamas they have nice plaid. yes although they d which is a thing that really and i have some gap ones like this too where it's like ah, uh, like they have a fake fly but i really like having a fly in flannel pajamas mm, interesting they have no fly no, no fly they have on. a fake fly uh that's interesting i didn't know that i do think that the that plaid pajama pant i really associate with old navy i feel like old navy yeah to me their like core um products are like the stuff you see Especially younger people like wear to the airport when they're on a trip okay. with their parents. So yeah, I was like, seeing airports because I was like, sleepover was the idea in my head. Was it maybe yeah, yeah, similar it's the same, to that? Yeah, same exact Because I was like, oh, you could come away you with got like your a little bag, you got your carry on, you got your Uggs, you got your pajama pant, you got your fleece pullover. Well, the other thing, yes, that they do really well. I mean, so this is Ugg adjacent, but I feel like I've used the word adjacent a couple times here, but that can just be a th lean into it. Sure. Kids stuff is pretty good. Uh, they're slippers, like really puffy novelty slippers, like that look like burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that well. 
but it's hard to get kids to try on stuff. So I'm not sure, again, what the advantage would be of going there is. Maybe you get kids to try stuff on. I did try something on because I wanted to experience yeah, the, the full, full shopping you know, experience. the shopping experience. Yeah. Um, so I got a pair of cargo pants, which I've recently got some. We will do Uniqlo soon, but I've sort of, been, I got a few pair from Uniqlo, which my gut, tell, I think they may be a little bit ahead in the cargo khaki game right now, but the, the dressing rooms are fine. There was no attendant. Like I first didn't know, oh, are they just, have they gone away? Because I feel like places have really strict rules on like, oh, you have to see an attendant and they will unlock a room for you and they will give you a tag that says how many items you're going in with so you don't like walk out with sweaters under your sweater or pants under your pants. Right. And so it was like, it's oh. It's like the post writer, post owner mall shopping situation. Uh, yeah, I think we live in a weird time where it's like, there was that security apparatus that they were like, oh, you know, labor is so cheap. We'll just hire a person to do that. We'll just hire more staff. We'll have a lot of staff and everything will be attended. And then now that that's not the case. And so it's weird because it's this weird thing where it's like, yes, they want to prevent shoplifting, but oh, not if they have to employ somebody to do it. We live in a weird limbo right now. So now it seems like they... Yeah, you have free reign to try on whatever. And if you want to put uh, put on some, you know, holiday-themed boxers under your boxers <laughs> and sneak out, they're like, whatever. That's fine. Well, there was also, so I appreciated, there, right, so it's nice to not have to do that exchange, but you also have to, I had to knock on, well, I actually waited for somebody to say, oh, they walked out, you can go in now. But all the doors are closed. But then you always know, feel awkward. Nobody wants to go around and knock on 10 dressing room doors. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, are you in there? It's Can like the bar I'm in here. Situation. Yeah. Somebody's in here. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened pretty easily. And Oh, there's a price checker, which I appreciate because sometimes it, there are a lot of different signs. It's not as confusing as online where it's just like 30% off select items or 20% off everything that's full price. It was pretty clearly marked. Like most things had a sign where it's $10 off or 20% off. Right, there's most things are on sale. Yeah, most things are on sale. Way. It's definitely the type of store where, yes, right. If you if there's a full price thing, with no sale at all, you're probably meant to like wait two weeks. At you're meant to wait two something. weeks, or maybe sometimes part of me does think like this is just like a better thing. They should have a sign that say this is not going on sale ever. <laughs> it's too good. We just like lose our margins here. And then I would fall for that. So I tried it on and I was like, oh, they looked good. This is one of those things why it's really helpful to have a dressing room because they fit pretty well. But the feel, like the pockets, there was cargoes. Like I say, the pockets were in sort of a place that made it kind of hard to bend my knees. It was just like, oh, I didn't like feel at home in them. So I was trying them on mostly as a exercise <laughs> anyway. Like I say, I just got some. But... I do like dressing rooms. Like sometimes it's a pain, especially in winter, to like take off all your clothes in the back of a store and put on other clothes and then take those clothes off and put your clothes back on. But shipping things back is also a pain when you feel like, oh, environmentally, this is not great. Yeah. Do your prep for the environment and try those things on. Oh, and a lot of the the, the dressing rooms were blocked by racks of clothing. So I don't know if that was uh, presumably stuff that people had like tried on and then left. So there was a little bit of a... Not chaotic, but you could tell that it wasn't like totally attended. Yeah. Too. I think, yeah. Yeah, we're getting to, this is important stuff. I, it is true that the, there's a mediated, that is the experience that a little mediation there yeah, probably goes a long way. And then we didn't, we didn't buy anything. Although, and this was a weird, so there was, the line had gotten pretty long 
when we were leaving, like at least 10 people yeah, in the checkout line. And like I said, it was at a weekday afternoon, so it wasn't like a weekend where they had five people checking things out, but maybe one or two. And they do have a pretty decent soda and candy selection. Although it's placed weird because it's after, like you're in line, and then it's when you make the turn to where the registers are. Yeah. That's where the candy is. So it's not. it, it should weird. be on the other side where you're like, oh, there are 10 people in line. But for me... It'd be like, sweet, I have time to think. And they had Nickel Nip, Razzles, Mamba, and then they had a cooler with Fanta. Like, they had some pretty good, like, sleepover candies. Like, in my mind, like, oh, you get some plaid pajama pants, you get some some candy that you don't see every day. Yeah, it some was Some fruity weird. sodas. It was weird. It was a... Um, but somebody would be like, uh, you're next, you're next. And you'd be like, uh, I'm looking at the candy because you can't really get to it unless yeah. you're on your way to a register. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the impulse purchase. Like it's supposed to, you're supposed to sit there with it for a minute where you, where it breaks you down and you say, oh, okay, I'll just get right. that. Yeah. But here you have to go out of your way. Yeah. It's right. Like I feel like a kid could get there. There's a pressure for you. Maybe that's what it's designed. It's designed for like the kid who's with their parent shopping is standing there facing the other yes. direction. Yes. Grabbing that stuff. <laughs> right. Just they're throwing it on the counter, counter as right, yeah. they're rigging everything up. Well, the, and this, the, this little candy section is one of the few throwbacks to that original old navy store where it's like we're gonna make it fun like there's something a treat at the end yeah yeah i had read that 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 the initial design was was trying to be more grocery like so like you said with the sort of display the packaging the sort of point of purchase stuff that kind of like checkout uh counter aesthetic and with the impulse purchases and things. I mean, now that now that's fairly ubiquitous, but there was a time when it was mostly the grocery store that had that kind of checkout stuff. Right. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Like it really elevates the experience for me, just knowing it's there. And I would have like if there weren't ten people in line, I definitely would have bought some razzles. Yeah, I that they they did have good selection. I think um yeah, I did not buy anything. Let's get to our cart rating. We have one through four carts. So thinking of, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? Does this deliver what it's promising, right? This is So this is like a, like a sub-gap level, like a big store, family-friendly basics, but also some fun twists on these things. Yeah, I'm going to give it, I think it delivered. I would give it, I think, um, I think I would give it th- 3.25, three and a quarter stars. Uh, to me, Cards. it's... Carts, yeah. Carts. Yeah, yeah. Carts. That's we've trademarked that. <laughs> yeah, obviously carts, not st- stars. What is what would that yeah, even that, be? That, <laughs> <laughs> Three and a quarter carts. Um yeah, I feel like it delivered, but it's interesting because like we're saying, given our history with, you know, one of those brands that did not it's not one of those brands that existed your whole life. You've it's always been right. You're like, I don't even know when it was invented. It's always existed. There's a nostalgia. Levi's. Yeah. There's a nostalgia factor where I feel like it is delivering the same stuff, the same thing, the same basic experience, or at least a nostalgia for that experience that it did in the nineties. Um, to me, that's a positive. I don't know if that's what they're going for or not, but definitely it feels like a, that their brand always was slightly a little bit kitsch, a little bit nostalgia related. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think. Yeah, that and that's really ex- well expressed in the ads. Yeah, and like Morgan Fairchild, not to not to hear at the end of the episode go too far off uh, on this tangent, but 
I remember Morgan Fairchild as one of those celebrities who I knew they were famous. I did not know why. And that was their spokesperson. That was like who they got to be right. like their... Well, they had Carrie Donovan, right? I think the fashion editor with the... This could be totally... I'm getting the name. It could be wrong No, that here. is correct because I looked it up, but I don't okay. I don't really know who that is. <laughs> He's like a famous fashion editor who has like a th- thick glasses as a sort of visual trademark. Yes, yes. I remember. Is that the person who they were like parodied in The Incredibles maybe? Makes sense. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, now <laughs> I get it. I basically knew Morgan Fairchild primarily from John Lovitz's character on SNL where he claimed that he was married to Morgan Fairchild and he would say, my wife, Morgan Fairchild. And so I knew it as this person who. Wait, well, that name is so evocative. Like, yeah. Even as it, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Great score. I, I, cool. I say at least you know, three cards for me. Solid. Like I think it was, it was a, Big clean store, like I say, it, the stock was pretty good. Everything was really. The only thing that was out of place was when I brought my pants out from the dressing room and then didn't put them back perfectly properly on the hanger. The line was a little bit long, but yeah, it's a neat store. It was a pleasant place to be. Didn't knock your socks off. Uh, the people there were helpful, but not overbearing like the candy. But like I say, it didn't have because like I feel like maybe if I could combine the online and in-person shopping experience it would be up but if we're thinking about just like going to old navy it's like a strong three because part of me was just like uh, like it just doesn't have my size especially if you're doing like it's built for this family shopping and the chance that you're going to get several people and find all their sizes and the thing they want there versus online i feel like the odds are pretty low and then if you have kids and then there's like a 10 person line and then the candy isn't until the other side that's going to be tough I thought it was solid. Yeah, I get that. That's That sounds like a good rating for you. It's like a, the cargo pant thing was a real, you know, it's like aesthetically fine, 3.25 carts, but functionally right, eh, a little bit to be desired. Right, and that's what, like, you're not, it's Old Navy, like, you're, if you feel the material, like, it's not, oh, this is just, like, unwearably cheap, but you're not like, oh, my gosh, like, the zipper is beautiful. I want to sing about it. Yeah. You're definitely going to write in a review about your feeling of the different fly options on the pajama pant, aren't you? I will, but I get that. Like, I get this, like, to offer. Like, but the plaids are really nice. Nice plaids. All right. That was our full carts review of Old Navy. I'm Andy. I'm Devin. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.